Oh baby, oh baby, I'm back at you again. My name is my name, motherfucking pod goat in the building, fan in the air, don't give a fuck, alright? How we fucking doing, my name is my name. I am who I am. My name is my name. And welcome into episode 59 of Shooting the Shit with Sands. We're back. And let me tell you something, boys and gals and men and women. I'm selling out with the content. I've been bullshitting. I'm not going to lie to you. I have been bullshitting this content game. And you cannot bullshit the content game because it will leave you behind just like it it fucking lets you in. It will leave you behind, and you will not know what to do when you had a, I had a little run there. I was on a run, and I fucked it up. I fucked my little run up. Oh, the regret. Ah! I fucked my run up, but I had a run, and I'm getting on a run again. I'm like LeBron. I am the best in the league. And the thing is, sometimes you got to come back and make it to the finals for a fucking decade straight to make them respect you again. And that's what I got to fucking do. So I'm selling out. Fuck it. No regrets. Two podcasts. Monday, Friday, come back Wednesday. Monday, Friday, come back Wednesday. Monday, Friday, come back Wednesday. With no regrets. With no... With no fucking regret for human life none none i'm coming back i'm killing the game again and i'm gonna be in my prime once again but enough about me how the fuck are y'all doing today i am doing fantastic i am doing wonderful Last podcast, I was in my mic like this, yelling and screaming. Guess what, motherfucker? I bet there's going to be a lot of that today. I bet there's going to be a lot of that next pod. And the next pod, let me turn the light down. And the next pod, oh my God, I'm getting back in my prime, boys. Guys, gals, you know what it is? You know how I talked about um, fucking getting on Xbox and shit? Well, let me pull this hat up so I can see my face. I'm about to dedicate myself to working out and shit. My tendonitis, oh baby, it's going away. Oh, I got the heels. I got the CBD oils, all that shit. I ordered some CBD oils. It's going away and it feels amazing. So when I start working out, it's something that it does to your life. It's just a fact. When you start working out, everything else starts like randomly, like you come more dedicated to random shit. I know that sounds nuts, but that's what happens with me. It like it makes me get on a schedule. Let me take this. It's hot as fuck in this bitch, man. It's hot as fuck in this bitch, man. The fuck? So like, oh, let me put the hat backwards. Sorry, boys and girls. Like working out makes me dedicate myself so much harder, bro. Sorry, I have to do my hair, bro. And it just it just puts me on a timesheet. I gotta clock in. And and it's cool working out with my girl, too. I got to clock in. I got to eat good. And it just puts me on this straight and narrow shit. Get my sleeping schedule down. Do this. Do that. Stop fucking drinking so much. Shit like that. That's what working out does for me. And that's okay. And that's what gets me in my moment. So it gets me off Xbox. Like, I hate to say this, yo. Xbox is toxic for a lot of people. 
it drains your life away. Gaming systems and shit. I mean, I got homies that they were in a, they're they're married, not gonna say names. He's listening. They're married, their wife's like, yo, you don't spend enough time with me, you're on that Xbox too much. We got or the the computer in this situation. You gotta get off. You know what I mean? And that and it's not like that with my relationship, you know what I mean? I I take like hug breaks and fucking shit like that. But I've had like three nights in a row. I'm staying up till three in the fucking morning. I'm fucking twenty-six, bro. I mean, I look about 19, you know what I mean? But I'm 26. I have no time to be over here fucking around, not going to sleep with my woman, things of that nature, staying up playing fucking video games, bro. Now, do I? am I looking down on video game players? Absolutely not. I'm still going to play video games. <laughs> I'm still going to play video games till the day I fucking die. I swear it. But the thing is, when I get warped into that zone... Because I, that's the, I'm a creature of habit. I've always told y'all, I, I don't feel like I'm an addiction person. And maybe that's my excuse. Like I've always said, maybe that's my excuse for being an, uh, having an addictive personality, but I'm a creature of habit. It's like, if I walk in and want to pod every day, I'm going to pod every day. I'll pod fucking seven times a week. If I want to pop up these videos and shit and that I'm going to get into the, I'm going to get into the content I'm about to put out and all that shit throughout the podcast but so as a creature of habit as I say if I drink every night if I come home and pour whiskey three times in a row I become a a two two three whiskey guy every night if I come home and I turn that xbox button on right before I get in the shower I'm gonna do it every day every day every day so if I start working out and I start potting and I start you know what I'm saying it all comes together so when it comes down to Xbox and shit and just shit in general, it becomes habitual for me. I easily get into shit. I have an addictive personality. <laughs> I, I am an addict at everything that I do. But that's what I'm saying. So I am, I'm not going to bullshit this content game. From now on, I may have videos every day. Random thoughts um, that are like six to seven minutes. If I want to get on this on this shit when Nia's not doing homework. That's also the kind of thing that was fucking me up. I have all these excuses, but they're like real things. We go for an apartment. We're getting shit for the apartment. She has homework. She just started summer school. So it's like all that shit. And I use her Mac to record my podcast to get the video. So it's all this other shit going on. But when I took a step back, I said, I'm bullshitting. I'm going back to my old ways in my life with something I'm actually passionate about. And that's not how I'm built. If you're passionate about something, like I'm doing I'm doing my hardest at work and I don't give a fuck about, no offense, bro. I don't give a fuck about my job. I know the opportunities it can bring. But even now my passion has taken a back seat. And that's what I'm not going to let happen. And I'm going to fucking pound that fucking asshole of my passion until... All right, let's not go too far here. But what the fuck is up? I'm on an eight-minute rant about how shitty I am as a person. What the fuck is popping, bro? What's good? We back in this bitch. NBA playoffs on the TV screen, right? I'm here today. I'm fucking here to pod today, bro. We podding like a motherfucking god. And don't, mm, don't make me start rapping again. Uh, I'm running in this pod game. Y'all barely jogging. Oh, my. Hold it. Hold it down. 
Hold it down. The roommate ain't here. I can scream today. That was also, I have all these excuses, but it's a fact. The last pod I made, my roommate was in the other room sleeping, so I'm like this. And Joel Embiid is fucking them in their ass. Like, I'm fucking whispering shit. Fuck that shit. I'll wake that bitch up if I want to. Fuck her. Fuck the dog. Fuck everybody in this fucking apartment complex. I'll fucking wake the whole fucking street up while I'm podding. I'm getting the content game in my fucking chokehold. And I'm I'm strapping in. I'm strapped in. Okay? Fuck, bro. I'm lit today. I am lit for this podcast. I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. Y'all ready to talk some basketball, bitch? Because today we're talking... Listen, we're talking basketball, little bitch. Whoever's listening. Turn them turn them headphones up. Turn that, turn that fucking stereo up. I'm preaching today. Sunday gospel. I'm preaching today. Today on the pod. I'm screaming the whole fucking podcast. Porzingis trade? No one's taking it. Just kidding. Gonna talk about trade options for Porzingis. Gonna go over, obviously, all this series going on. This fucking Phoenix series is over. Your best players dropping 30, 20, and 10. The only other two players to do it were Kareem and Wilt, and he lost. He lost. So you're done. Phoenix is dead. Um, I was going to talk about how uninterested I was in the playoffs uh, because I have the numbers here. What I have the official numbers. Hunter, what are your official numbers? So already in the playoffs, I counted today. There's been 34... Let me finish the fucking topic list. Jesus, is that the topic list? Oh, yeah, that that is the topic list. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you uh, Doc Rivers' biggest adjustment. I talked about on my last pod that never released. I'm going to start releasing these mid-ass podcasts if they're mid. If they're mid, I'm releasing it. You're smoking the Reggie, and you're going to love it. Okay? You're smoking the Reggie. You're going to love it, bro. Now, the reason I've been uninterested, okay, so even... 2019, right? We had the KD Warriors before KD got hurt. 42 games were 10 plus point margins. That's what I'm looking at. Hunter, that's, that's what is it called? A confirmation bias. Maybe so. You want me to look at 15 point games? Because this these playoff series have been, every other game I watch, I can turn that shit off at halftime, bro. Like, I've been so distant from these playoffs I watch every game, but from a distance. It's like I'll watch the first quarter or two, you know what I mean? And then you kind of realize where it's going. But the Bucks have made it interesting because Kyrie Irving got hurt. But 42 games, 10-plus points in the playoffs, the total playoffs of 2019. Going to 2020 last year, it's the bubble. It's the bubble, Hunter. Everybody was hot in the bubble. 45 games, 10-plus points. We are in the second round, and there's about to be a sweep, so it takes away games. There's about to be a sweep. We have 34 games of 10-plus points. Fam! We're looking. We're going to look at the playoffs at the end of this, and you know what? You, in my head, I'm going, okay, well, <laughs> at max, we got 21 games left. <laughs> How is this going to come with my narrative? I honestly believe by the end of the playoffs, this number will grow exponentially, and we'll see how that works. You know what I mean? Because the 10-point game is close in the NBA. I'm not rejecting that, but I had to make a point. Chris is over here blocking me in the motherfucking group chat damn near, leaving every time I was mentioning him. Hey, yo, Chris, come back. 
He's mad at me because I'm not getting hyped for a 17-point game in Phoenix. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> I am so sorry, bro, if I offended you, okay? He had, his vibe was given off offended. Maybe, because, uh, you know, in the, in the group, I'm known as the pessimist, um, the crybaby. Now, are these legit claims? Yeah, yes, 100%. But at the same time, come on. Give me a shot to improve. I'm 26 now, man. Okay? And I'm everybody's... Hunter's a little brother. Little H. Little H, Hunter. They gotta take care of me. They gotta They gotta teach me life lessons. Bro, you're 30. Not Chris. Just in general. They're about to be 30. I am tw- I'm a 26-year-old man, okay? I've grown as a human. I've grown... I mean, look... Fam. Actually, let me do the right one. This one I beat off with. Fam. I have... Oh my, I am low-key loaded. See, I've grown as a human. Muscles and all, fam. Muscles and all. I'm good, man. I'm not pessimist. I'm a realist. And me and Chris had this conversation. Pessimism is with realism. And it's very true. (laughs) But anyways, okay. Into this whole Chris Dabbs Porzingis bullshit. I got the notes. See, I'm not selling out no more. Or I am selling out now. I'm not bullshitting. Got the notes. I've seen one name pop up. (laughs) I don't know why he's being mentioned. You don't want him. Landon's in the chat. And a lot of MFFLs, bro, are also tweeting about one name. He plays in Boston. And I would rather have another dude on his team than this guy. Kimball Walker. That's what I see for Chris Tapps Porzingis. Let me tell you why you don't want Kimba. Okay, one. Oh, God. Okay, so for for to, to talk about this, I have to bring up other teams and how they worked with a dominant uh, usage rate heavy score. Chris Paul, James Harden. Immaculate, right? The... All-around point guard, get everybody in position, everybody gets to their spots, and I work it versus another thing that works, Steph Curry and KD. An all-time, God, indigestion, crazy. An all-time scoring point guard, all-time player, probably top three point guard of all time, and, I mean, that, that was a super team, but... Even with Klay Thompson being a quote-unquote spot-up shooter, big quotes on that, don't don't be getting mad at that, a, a all-around spot-up shooter who has the hottest blowtorch in the league, it worked because he was a defender. Klay Thompson was a defender. Steph Curry was a ball-heavy shooter, scorer, all that. And what else works in the league? Um, even a D-Wade and LeBron. Yes, they had Chris Bosh, D-Wade, a slasher, playmaking, non-shooting guard with a, uh, I mean, the GOAT, but a another defensive wing who's an all-around playmaker in LeBron who can score 27, MJ and Pippen, two wings working. And y'all are asking for Kimba Walker. You, you want a 5'10 point guard. An inefficient score in the playoffs. I'm about to say some numbers that are going to blow your fucking mind. 
a bum in the playoffs. A bum. A certified fucking bum in the playoffs. His total plus uh, plus minus in the playoffs is negative 73. His defensive rating in the playoffs, which is what... it, it Let me just finish this thought. His defensive rating in the playoffs, 111.1. The higher you get, the worse you are. And what is it related to? Um, let's think of a player who is known as a horrible defender, but a great player, you know? A great scorer, which Kimba Walker does not even compare to this guy, but a bum defender, Trey Young. What is your game plan against the Hawks? Attack Trey Young. Okay, well, Kimba versus Trey Young defensive rating in the playoffs. Trey Young's is 112.1. That's how bad on defense Kimba Walker is. And he ain't going to make up for it on offense like Trey Young does. Or like Steph Curry does. Or anybody like that. He's not making up for it. What the Mavericks don't realize, or Mavericks fans, I think the Mavericks will, is, and I'm going to tell you what the Mavs need to do at the end of this soliloquy. The Mavs need to go get Marcus Smart, who I would take over Kimba any day of the week to pair with Luka. And if we're being honest, I don't know if Kimba Walker is that much better of a basketball player than Marcus Smart is right now. <gasps> what? What are you? What? Yes, bro. I'm sorry. On that bench unit, do y'all see what Marcus Smart does? He is the point guard. Like, he's more of a point guard on that team than Kimba Walker is. Go watch it. Have you seen the Celtics play? Marcus Smart has now developed somehow. This dude doesn't have a consistent three, but he's not a bad three-point shooter. Somehow he developed a three-point shot. He's an all-defensive team player probably until he turns 34. He's going to be on an all-defensive team. And the you do you realize when the Mavericks had their best moments against the against the Clippers, they they were creating turnovers. What does Marcus Smart do? Charges, steals, deflections. That's what he does. You either need to sell out on a defensive wing who can score, or you have to go with praying Kyle Lowry doesn't wake up one day, which I think he will, and won't be able to play basketball maybe during the All-Star break next year. Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor of all time. I don't see this guy. His longevity, there's, and I may be wrong, there's no way his longevity lasts as long as LeBron's. All right? Because I'm not rating him on LeBron's greatness in his longevity. But Chris Paul and LeBron and Kyle Lowry, I hate to say it, Kyle Lowry's longevity is right there with LeBron's, bro. He's old as fuck, and he can still hoop. That's not... That ain't... He's not an all-time great player. That shouldn't be happening. (laughs) That should not be happening right now. Okay? So you can pray for Kyle Lowry. I wouldn't want him. His defense is... He can draw fouls, but he's a smaller guard. It's not much of a score. He can put the ball in the hole, but it's going to be inefficiently, and he won't match up. He just won't be well with Luka. All right? He won't. And let me give you these these horrible stats of Kimba Walker in the playoffs. Just Kimba Walker, get him out of your head. Landon, I'm talking to Landon specifically. Get him out of your head. This is why. Career playoff percentage shooting, 41%. You go, okay. Well, it could be better, but... I need some more context. Okay. 
He's had six games in the playoffs where he shot under 30%. In only one game, he had less than 13 shots. One game he had less than 13 shots. That means he is shooting that bitch and hitting three of them. And you're talking about a Chris Tapps Porzingis, who the reason why Chris Tapps played bad in the playoffs is that he didn't shoot the ball. Mavericks wanted him to have more of an impact. It wasn't because he was shooting and missing a lot. It's because he wasn't touching it. This guy, Kimba's going to... We saw it against the Heat in the conference finals in the bubble. This dude for real thinks he's the best player in clutch time on any team he's on. With Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, doesn't matter. He's dribbling 75 times, and he's shooting that bitch. Another stat, what else do I have? Oh, wait. Oh, he has nine games in the playoffs where he shoots over 50%. That's fantastic, right? He has 12 games (laughs) where he shoots 40 or below. So more than half his playoff career, he is shooting four out of 10 or under. And if you know Kimball Walker, his field goal attempts ain't going down anytime soon. And Kimball Walker is not the greatest playmaker in the world. I hate to tell you guys, you do not want Kimball Walker. And what y'all need to do is, y'all need to, I don't have a suitor. Once again, I told y'all, I don't know how the fuck to work this draft machine thing, or the trade machine. I've tried it a hundred times. It doesn't make no fucking sense to me, man. I'll leave it to the NBA experts. I'm just a fucking idiot who drinks whiskey and has an opinion and has a fucking microphone. Okay? Okay? What y'all need to do is, y'all need to find a suitor who is willing to give y'all multiple pieces for that contract. Now, people are saying, how can you get rid of that contract? Chris Stapps for 31 a year? Fam, I saw Al Horford get traded for that. Did you know Al Horford makes $4 million less than Porzingis? Al Horford's career numbers are like 13, 8, and 3. I don't give a fuck how healthy Porzingis is. He's better than Al Horford. Okay? He's better than fucking Al Horford. And you may say, ooh, Daryl Morey, the genius. I don't know if it's all about that. I think that some teams go, okay, on the opposite side of a veteran piece that is reliable, who can have leadership, they will look at Porzingis as the young guy with a lot of potential and we have a better training staff and things of that nature, and we can develop him still, right? I don't know. I think you should find a suitor who will give you multiple pieces to either re-up with a trade, take them, trade them three-way, or restructure your roster because your roster is not structured well. Mavericks fans, you got this guy playing how you play in the fucking driveway. Like, if you if you were a little kid... And you're imagining you're in the NBA, right? How are you playing? Oh, shit. Hunter's, Hunter Sands is ice-wing again. Is he going to hit another one? Oh, my God. He missed it, but he's fucking 7 of... Or he's fucking 12 of 13 right now. That is literally Luka. And you're trying to beat Paul George and Kawhi? And that's another thing? Before we get into this commercial break? Man, it's so shitty that the Mavericks have had to play Paul George and Kawhi Leonard two years in a row in the first round to put people on the hot seat. That is a narrative nobody somehow is getting. 
You're there's no way you play <laughs> you play arguably the two best two-way players in the league 3 years in a row, much less 2 years in a row and take him 1 to 6 without your second best player and then to 7. That is I mean you're running 1v5 damn near. You got Tim Hardaway Jr. He's going to go get fucking 19 million a year because of you fucks. So the Mavericks fans low key need to calm down, but I've been telling y'all for months, motherfucker. Trade that big tall European fucking Greg Oden and send him off. Cuz I told you, if you keep him, he's going to play fucking 200 games in that jersey. After four or five years. So. That's all I got to say about that. Stay away from fucking Kimba Walker bro. Stay away. He's an empty stat fucking Charlotte. And that's what he is. A small guard. Who's a little shifty. Who's going to lose his shift. And he's not going to get the space he needs. As a five fucking four point guard. Taji built motherfucker. To shoot that bitch. And on to commercial break. We go. I'm here today bitch. Well we are back from commercial break. Um, I'm watching this game. Jokic had just, has just been ejected. Um, I don't really agree with it. It was a wind up. And I was wondering why Jokic slapped at the ball so hard. But at the same time man. like I don't know. I don't think that warrants an ejection of a star player. And yes, star players in my mind should get treatment like that. Well, as I see the replay, it looks pretty fucking bad. (laughs) Yeah, he swung on his ass. That's just so retarded to me, bro. Retarded. Okay, let's just have this talk on this podcast, bro. When did when did the uh, the R word start being like offensive to people? I want to know. I want to who you know how like uh, like black people started telling white people like bro stop saying our uh, word of endearment if you don't know what I'm talking about it's the N word with the A at the end stop saying our word of endearment that ain't for y'all right they they told us I don't think. This is going to sound horrible. I don't think retarded people spoke up for themselves. I'm going to say it. I don't think they were the ones. I don't think. Okay. I don't think me can say that word. Oh, that's fucked. I don't know if I can keep that. <laughs> that definitely can't be the Instagram clip because they're censoring bitches. They're, they're censoring fucks. I just don't know when that word became illegal. Hold on. Let me ask Nia. Hold on. Nia! Come up here. Let me ask her. Hold on one second. Come answer. Like no, come, come answer a question. No. Just real quick. Dude, no. Do you see what I look like? Just, okay. Come here though, real quick. No. Just cover yourself with a blanket. It's fine. I'm sitting right here. I don't know if they can hear you. You're still in the bed right here. You can get out of the frame. 
I want to know when retarded became a bad word to use and who spoke up for themselves because I don't think retarded people did. Stop saying it. Who who started that? Their parents, their family. <laughs> no, I said that. On the, I will put it in. I will put it in. I said retarded people's parents spoke up Stop. for them. But that's with anything. You know what I did? I said, that one. No, stop. <laughs> that's all that. Stop throwing shit at me, man. I'm sorry. I'm Don't not. Say that. <sighs> but I know I shouldn't say it, but I was just wondering when it became illegal. It's not illegal, it's polite. To say? Mentally challenged? It depends. What does it depend on? It depends on what, what that person. You just, I mean, like. Men, you need to look up the definition of mentally like retarded or like retardation. It is not what. Like a fire extinguisher is a fire retardant. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> it slows it down. Stop. I was My just... point is, medically, that is incorrect. You cannot call people retarded when they are not mentally retarded. So that like is incorrect, and that is you're basically calling them. You're calling somebody who is not actually mentally retarded. <laughs> like, I have a retarded cousin though, so I'd know. There's an I, I. There's an IQ scale that you take, and you get government benefits for it. No, but that's okay. Look it up. Look it up and tell me where does retard fall on that scale. No doubt, but I don't. No, I don't. Look it up. No, I'm just saying. Like okay. Because. I'm pretty sure it's at the very end. Okay. What do you want me to look up? IQ spectrum? I mean, this is a nuts Google. Mentally retarded IQ spectrum. Ah, just pop up. How? It just says, how high is your IQ? I don't know. But I was just asking. Hmm. That's all I needed for the podcast. Yeah, Thank you, Nia. That means you said something on there. I did. I did. I love you though. She said, "I'm going to hell, guys." Goodbye, me. I'll see you in a little bit. Oh my god. Was it? Was the dog there? <laughs> Look at that. I mean, she gets frightened. Oh man. But yeah, you know, I'm not politically correct at all. Okay. Fuck me. I guess. Just a five minute ramble. Anyways, these playoff series. Let's get. Oh shit. Got shit falling. All right. Here we go. Here we go. These playoff series. Okay, so I'm going to tell y'all this this 76ers Hawks series. Hold on. Interruption in the podcast. We have a guy saying uh, LeBron isn't a top 10 player. His name is Michael Brinkley. He's a moron. I don't know why y'all give any indication of this series, honestly, other than the fact that he is not healthy. Hunter, you said he was the best player in the league still before the first game against the Suns, and he clearly showed you he's definitely not top 5 and maybe not top 10. So we look like a top 10 player in the league against the Suns is what you're saying. I mean, what are you going to do? Then one of the best players, I'm calling out Hunter because he thinks even with that injury, he was somehow playing so tough. Definitely never getting pout and not getting 100% to do this. Okay, I'm not going to discuss this on the pod. Not going to do this. He said he's not a top 10 player. Oh, here we go with that. Okay, 76ers and the Hawks. This there's this guy I've been watching, and he has been balling. 
he has been completely balling. And it's like baffling me because he did have a little stigma behind him of he didn't perform well in the playoffs. His name is Tobias Harris. 24 points a game, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 54% shooting. Anyways, this dude, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go on a rant, and we're going to go back to the 76ers, okay? This dude said, I don't think he's healthy, and I know he has excuses, but he didn't look like a top 10 player on a bum ankle. No shit! Hold on, let me respond. Hold on. All right, anyways. I'm not going to go on a rant. Fuck it. Tobias Harris has been hooping. He's balling. Love to see it. Fucking enjoying watching them play. I knew they were going to come back with the Avengers against the Hawks. And the Hawks have a prop. Okay. They have a huge problem. They got two huge problems. It's Ben Simmons and fucking Joel. Joel Embiid is averaging 32 points a game. 60% 60% shooting, 59.4 to be exact. And he shot 47 free throws in three games. They have a problem here, okay? They have a huge problem, and he has one leg. He has one leg. And I don't have the numbers. I saw the usage rate stats on Trey Young since Ben Simmons has been guarding him. They have gone down almost 10%, which is huge. His off-ball defense has been incredible on him to where they can't have uh, decoy plays per se and have him come off three different screens. He's been incredible, and that's what I wanted from the get-go. Doc's best adjustment is a man who did not play more than 10 minutes but only one game in the Wizard series. Shake Milton. I have it on my other podcast. Shake Milton being put in the rotation again has made the 76ers team the team we saw in the regular season. It's an unstoppable team. They're unstoppable. Because you can put a lineup out there. I don't know if I've seen the lineup. I'm just spitballing here, you know what I mean? Um, Matisse, Ben, Shake, Joel, and Seth. You could put that out there. And it would work. But the thing is, with with Ben Simmons being so versatile on defense, you kind of use him as a guard. You don't use him as a forward or anything like that. You kind of use him as a guard with the switches and everything like that. But I think if you put Ben at the four, and I know you could have Toby out there too. I'm not trying to take Toby out the lineup. But I'm just saying you could have an all-defensive lineup type shit with a shooter. And uh, it's just one of those things where I think Ben at the four – would be he's going to be elite on defense anyways, but seeing him on the switches and things of that nature would be insane. I would love to see it. But these guys on the Hawks have a problem. They're having a rough time stopping them now. Trey Young isn't like Trey Young's been balling and he's gained my respect, so I give him credit. Okay, I give him credit. Um, 
and that's awesome. You know, I, I've been doubting him because he's small. He was on a shit team, so he had empty stats. And then this year, his stats go down a little bit. But I've, I've said the whole year, the Hawks have a top 10 roster in the NBA, if not higher. Dude, when they were healthy, right, without the trade, they had Trey Young, DeAndre uh, Hunter, Clint Capella, John Collins. Um, who am I forgetting here? Bodanovich, Gallinari. I mean, the list goes on and on, you know? And then they got Lou Will, and it's just crazy. And if I was the Mavericks with John Collins, maybe a sign-in trade happens, but how far they're going to go in these playoffs, the second round is, like, hopeful for the Hawks. They're a young, starving team. They get to the second round. They're going to lose this series in probably six. And it's going to give them confidence that they can make a leap next year, which they won't. Okay, I'm just going to say it. They won't make a leap, nothing like that. Because uh, I think there's a lot of teams that would, uh, you know, give them a run for their money that were lower seeds this year. I think they would. I think they'll give a run for their money. The Knicks just weren't equipped offensively to handle them. And, and Trey Young shut them the fuck up. But that's just my thing. The, the, the 76ers just look dominant. And they may go against the Bucks. Oh my God. This series has just turned on its head. Kyrie ankle injury. Oh no. Oh no. Nets fans, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because we know KD ain't going to, he hasn't won shit by himself. I think it was the Grizzlies series. Was that when he lost in six? Was that that year? Couldn't do nothing. Nah, he's putting up like 30. Hit like a game winner at one point. They may have won that series. I just remember him against the Grizzlies. He was struggling alone. It was just crazy to see. And, I, and it was a game when Kyrie was in the game. But you don't know how that lead expands or anything like that. But P.J. Tucker on KD is a matchup. Nine points today for KD. 25% shooting while being guarded by uh, P.J. Tucker. Makes them work for every inch, every breath of air. PJ's breathing it. It's one of those things. And I thought it was crazy. I go look at the box score. And how many double-digit scores do you think the Nets had? All right. Scored about, I think they scored 100 points. They had two. Kyrie had 11. <laughs> That's insane. Kyrie had 11 and played 17 minutes, and him and KD were the only ones that scored in double digits. And that's what happens when you have three injury. No, I'm not going to say KD's injury prone. That's false. Two, uh, I'm not going to say James Harden is injury prone. He was an Iron Man. You have one injury prone guy, and then you just have, I would just say, have injuries on a super team, right? One of your stars gets hurt. You're already looking kind of shaky, but you're winning some games in the playoff series. Then it starts folding out. It starts unfolding. And then now you have James Harden out, and they're scoring 86 points, whatever it was in that game, 88 points. And then Kyrie turns his ankle. And oh no. The man with quote-unquote no bag, that's what the Twitter's saying, Giannis has no bag. And do I think Giannis is like this amazing fuck-you-up guy? No, but you know what? I would love to have Giannis's no bag, by the way. He's averaging 30 points, 12 rebounds, 54% shooting. 
I mean, give me the no bag, please. I'll take it. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. He can have no bag all he wants. Shaq didn't have some wild, quote-unquote, bag, a set of moves. Did he develop a right hook later on in his career? Hell yeah, he did. Most of the time, it was one-two, dunk. One-two, hook. One-two, dunk. Stop playing, bro. He's seven foot tall and don't have to do that much. But y'all want to shit on him because he has no bag. This is now a 2-2 series. This is getting interesting. Kyrie left with a walking boot. This is getting interesting. Do they make James Harden come off and try to play through the injury? Does KD step up and have these wild 50-point games? Because Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton still haven't gotten going yet. But the 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 Brooklyn Nets, I mean the uh, Milwaukee Bucks hit 16 threes. When they hit their three-pointers, they are hard to beat because their team defense is so good and they obviously always have a paint presence with Giannis. So they're going to shoot. I think they almost shot 53s today. They hit 16. That's what I, my whole thing with Eric Spolster was. In a zone, these teams, you can't let NBA teams shoot 53s. Now you may get a lot more... And maybe his thought process is, I'm getting a lot more possessions on the other side of the ball with the rebounds and if they miss. But at the same time, you're giving up 50 points from the three-point line. So every shot they shoot, they're getting a point. That's the math I use. They shoot 49 and make 16. They got a point damn near for every single shot they had. And that's the risk you're taking. With letting teams shoot 53s. And then we saw Joe Harris had to play extended minutes Ended up not even, he scored eight points. I mean, this is what happens, like I've always told y'all, when role players have to step up their game and become something they're not, they can never exceed. Mostly when your main guy is KD. He's not the greatest playmaker. Is he a ball mover? Yes, he's not a ball stopper. He's a he's a hell of a scorer, but he's not a ball stopper. But he's not an elite playmaker. Not an elite playmaker. So... I think this series is looking interesting. See how Kyrie Irving's health goes. But obviously, if it's KD with four bums on the court, I'm picking the Bucks. I am. And then it would be Bucks 76ers, and that would be quite an interesting matchup, wouldn't it? So, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, the West is looking good. The Jazz and the Clippers, man. It's looking fun. It's looking good. Looking like the Mavs series, but uh, it's flipped, right? Um, the Mavericks were never a good home team this year. They haven't been a good home team the last two years. I don't know what it is with them. They're great on the road. But Donovan Mitchell, man, since last year in the bubble, he's averaging 34 points per game. I'm telling you, he's he's just a hooper. Donovan Mitchell has that shit like I've talked about. The greatest players step up, step up. In the playoffs, they don't stay the same. the 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 great ones that aren't all time greats, but they're great. They stay the same. The all time greats. I'm not saying Donovan Mitchell's that yet, but he's on the. He's looking like if he gets to the finals, Western Conference Finals, and shit like that. He remember, they got to what the second round last year, I believe. What's this? Yeah, they beat the Nuggets. Got to the second round, and you know. He didn't have Bogdanovich. No, he lost in the first round. They lost to the Nuggets. Game seven, chance to win with no Bogdanovich, and he's been huge. 
You know what I mean? And once again, these guys can shoot with no Mike Conley. We're not talking about they don't have Mike Conley. They, they're running Joe Ingles at point guard. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy to watch this Jazz team play. Still hate Rudy Gobert. Playoff piss is playoff piss, but he's been Paul George so far. Okay? And if he plays well the rest of the playoffs and then fucks up in a game seven, well, I come on here and say, damn, Paul George played amazing. Fuck no, I won't. He's playoff piss from that point forward. Whenever he fucks up is what I'm fucking looking at him on. You know what I mean? I think game two he played like shit. Um, but his playoff numbers are absolutely incredible. I think he's 25-9-7, and seven, something like that. I mean, he's going ballistic. Uh, true, true shooting percentage I saw on Twitter. I don't go by that stat, but it's like 79%. I don't even know what the fuck that stat is. I need to look it up. Um... But yeah, he seems much more comfortable in these uh, these situations now. Actually, he's been enjoyable to watch. And I've never said Paul George was a shitty player at basketball. There's just players that aren't good in those moments. And he's one of them. So, that is what it is. The Nuggets are probably about to lose this game. I hope they come back just to extend the series. But at the same time, I want... Y'all know I love Chris Paul. I want Chris Paul to get to the finals. So, I think with every day that goes by, his shoulder gets more healthy healthier 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 and with a sweep looking at the other series in the west that looks like it's going seven uh six or seven but it could easily go five if the jazz go in there and beat them um but it's looking like it's an extended series that could help chris paul a lot and either way i think as much as i've kind of shit on these finals or these playoffs um the final four will be great series because I think this Western Conference Series and the Eastern Conference Series are about to be seven a pop. Seven a pop if Kyrie stays hurt and things of that nature. And I still think the 76ers can give the Nets a run for their money. Okay? I do. So, uh, yeah, man. That's what I got. If I was to pick who comes out of the East and the West. <sighs> I got the Suns and I got the... Mm, 70 fucking Sixers, man. That's who I got. And in that finals matchup, that would be incredible to watch. I think the shooting of the Suns is good against the uh, against the 76ers. But once again, one thing I was wrong on is Aiden's foul trouble. I think it shows up against Embiid, gets him out of the game, and brings in Dario Saric, Frank Kaminsky to guard Joel. And then it's Dwight Howard versus Frank Kaminsky. And, you know, it's just going to be a mismatch down there. And I think Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul can do what they need to do against Devin Booker, as great as that man is. But that catalyst is Chris Paul, and we'll see what happens. But I would pick the 76ers to win the NBA title if that had to happen. So it is what it is, and that's the end of this fucking podcast. And I'm telling you, I'm going to be back on fucking Friday, and you better listen, and you better listen up, because I'm fucking preaching the gospel again, okay? No hate speech. I was curious on why the fucking word was deemed rude, non-polite, or illegal, okay? That's all I was wondering. Golly, my hair is nuts. That's all I was wondering. I had to ask my girlfriend who corrects me every time. I don't say that word that much anymore, but I say it. And I will correct it. Maybe not. But that's in the pod, man. 
Thank y'all for listening. I'll be back in a couple days, y'all. Y'all sit tight. Pod go out. Duh!